Hi, I'm Gene Shelton, a professor in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, and this is Around the Sphere. Welcome to Around the Sphere, the podcast of the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, produced and recorded by MDJ's students, faculty, and staff, just for you. Hi everyone, my name is Shane Troiano and I'm the general manager here at TV2. TV2 is a fully functioning TV station right here in Franklin Hall with a live 6pm newscast every weeknight and five live entertainment shows. What's really special about TV2 is that all of the entertainment shows and all of the newscasts and everything in between is edited, shot, directed, produced by students. To get involved with TV2, please reach out to me at estroiano at kent.edu or follow Kent Wired on social media. Hi everyone, welcome back to Around the Sphere. My name is Sydney Lepley and I'm a senior advertising major here at MDJ. I'm joined here with Ellie Plessinger, advertising alumnus who's here to talk about her experience since graduation. Ellie, what year did you graduate from Kent State? I graduated in 2017, December 2017. Yeah, okay, and with a degree in advertising, it feels like you can do so much post-graduation. You can do agency work, you can go into digital, copywriting, art, planning. How did you decide what you wanted to do and where you wanted to end up? This is a very hard question to answer. (laughs) Going through the program at Kent State, You know, I really used the time to get as much experience as I could. So working in like nonprofit sector, then agency, working at Geometry Global. uh, And really, I ended in a corporate setting with my first career. So I kind of jumped around a little bit throughout my experience at Kent State. But I think I really nailed it on the head that, yeah, I wanted to be in a a corporate, corporate setting. And what kind of stuff are you doing now in that corporate setting? So where did you end up, I guess? Like you said, the beauty of the advertising program is that there's so many different avenues that you can go down. So I don't know how much the curriculum has changed since being at Kent State, which is crazy because I just looked at it the other day and I've been out of college for four or five years, which I feel like I just graduated yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) which you know, it is what it is. I'm getting old, I guess, <laughs> but no, you're not, you're fine. <laughs> I don't know. 27 is right around the corner and 27 is a different number than 26 or anything. Before that. <laughs> so let me know when you turn 27, we'll get back together and be like, how's it feel? Okay. You're three years. I'll talk 30. to you in six years. <laughs> that, that just even more. I am, I am old. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I digress. But yeah, I, you know, Kent State, I thought did a really good job providing all the different classes and opportunities that you were able to delve, like dive into. So, you know, uh, strategy, um, media planning. um, And and like I said, I don't know if this still applies with the different curriculum that they provided, but going through that and being a, a part of these almost real life projects really helped me understand where my strengths were and where my weaknesses were. Mm -hmm. Weakness meaning copywriting. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I was, <laughs> I used to get made fun of, um, in, uh, Franklin advertising because I would do the most corny, <laughs> corny headlines. Like you're meant to be in Franklin advertising with like on a little York mint peppermint patty. <laughs> I remember Mikey, uh, Bechtel, he was like, Ellie, really? This is not your copywriting stop for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's true. So that, and that's the thing is that it really, it really helped me find where my strengths were and where my weaknesses were and where I um, had a passion. So I really enjoyed the strategy part. I, I enjoyed strategy and also like the research end had some experience more so in the classroom than, than my internships. I had a little bit of internship experience with it, but that's where I ended up being. I was a uh, data analyst at um, MTD Products, which is located Mm -hmm. in Valley City. So it's not too exciting. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, lawn care products. So like Cup Cadet, Troy Troy Bill, now DeWalt, since they were- And are you still at this position? I am not. I was actually just going (laughs) to translate to that. So the the other thing that I loved about the curriculum at Kent State is that, like I said, they give you a lot of like real life opportunities, which I enjoyed the research end of it, of developing surveys, making sure we're asking the right questions to understand what can, how consumers are thinking, what they're thinking, when they're thinking, you know, the quantitative end, but we also got to experience the qualitative end. So like the focus groups, is the focus group facility still there with the two-way mirror? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is so, that's so cool. It was such a, groovy experience just because of sitting in like the back room and seeing moderation come to life and actually being a moderator Mm -hmm. and even though I didn't have like all the skills yet it just gave you like a taste of what this is like and I think that strategy too is something I'm specifically super interested in so is that something you're doing in your current position right now or so it's interesting it's, it's interesting. So, and I'm sorry, I keep, I see, I'm terrible at interviews because I'll jump from like one thing to the next. <laughs> You're okay. We're just having a conversation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but so it's interesting in like a corporate setting and kind of like agencies too. I mean, you definitely have these different sectors of like your department. So you have like market research and insights, which that's what I was in at MTD. And now mm-hmm. I'm at Cleveland Clinic. Um, so I said, you know, I love talking to landscapers, um, but now <laughs> I wanted to move, which I did. I did really enjoy my job at MTD. <laughs> the team was great there. And it, I actually went to Cleveland Clinic at the very beginning of the pandemic. It kind of, you know, kind of aligned with it. It felt like something in my heart, like I needed to do. And the team was great there as well. And it still is. It's, it's still great. And the reason why I'm setting this up this way is because there's different departments within each of these teams, market research and insights, the advertising team, you know, media strategy. You can join each of these teams, but there's still like strategy that goes into, I think strategy is integrated in all, all of those departments. You know it what I mean? It definitely is. Yeah. I, I know you've mentioned like strategy is kind of like what you really want to do and creative or copywriting specifically, you didn't feel as strong at. I mean, how did you curate your portfolio around in general? Because I feel like, and this is something that I've kind of been wondering too, uh, because I feel like it's easy 
or in a way to make a portfolio when you have all these visual things to put in there. So how do you, I guess, make one that's more strategy focused or planning focused? Yeah, no, absolutely. And hopefully I answer this question correctly (laughs) or what I'm thinking you're asking. So the one thing that I think made me stand above others that were going into like my role is that everything was the advertising program you tell a story like they Mm -hmm. really focus on like okay what's the story here does it make sense like because if you just give like data points or like here's the strategy that we need to take care of it's not going to make sense unless you have like okay how did we get from point a to point b and doing that in a way people understand So having like these presentations that are not only visually appealing, but Mm -hmm. they're, they're engaging throughout, like you're not getting into a 70 slide presentation and following (laughs) half of it, which has happened. And sometimes like, like, for example, lawn care probably isn't the most interesting subject to everyone in the world. But if you find that, if you find that like emotion and the, um, you know, the story behind it, it helps people keep engaged throughout. So having that in your presentations, and that's what was a lot in my portfolio online. I had like an online portfolio um, where people could download my presentations with permission, of course, <laughs> especially from like internships, because I had some mm-hmm. internships where I weren't, wasn't allowed to sh- share some information. Having that was so important. And then actually like printing it out and having it ready for my interviews, they were very impressed that I had these presentations binded. I remember I thought it was hilarious because that's what I thought. I th- that's what I thought yeah. happened. I would have never <laughs> thought of that. Honestly, that's such a good tip. I would have never thought to print out a presentation like that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's super helpful. Cause like, I mean, um, it just gives them less of us like because if you say, oh, it's all online, look at my portfolio online. Mm-hmm. That's like one more step they have to do where if you just bring it to the interview and say, hey, like, here's my presentation. And if you want it, you can keep it. I mean, let it be known that it's not very sustainable. <laughs> and- <laughs> I feel like it shows some initiative too, that right. you put the effort in before that you cared enough about it to show that you really wanted to show your work. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I was saying with the whole portfolio, those presentations that you build in, in school, even if it's just like a pain that, Mm -hmm. that is what you can use to secure and get a job. I know like in uh, professor or Wendy Wardell's class. I don't know if you guys ever had her. I had her. Yeah. I had her. I loved her. Uh, She just stopped teaching here. So. I know I just connected with her on LinkedIn and heard that I was like oh man that's <laughs> but yeah her strategy class I remember I used to use that presentation a lot when mm-hmm. I would be like interviewed or anything like that but it also applies to like the job that you're applying for so if it doesn't yeah. make sense because to your very first question that you had mm-hmm. about how did I know what I wanted to do like even going into the real world, I had ideas, but I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to be in like market research. But then after being in the mm-hmm. position, I feel like once you have your career, you really get to know, you learn so much within your first year out of being co- in college, out of, out of college. And that, 
And that kind of like branches off on another question I was going to ask. I was going to ask if when you did get your job, did you feel prepared for it? Because I know, and I have this confidence issue where when talking to people who are older than me, or if I feel underqualified for something like that, I just kind of shut down. It's really hard for me to feel confident in what I'm doing or that I feel like I belong in a position. So I just wanted to know if you had any of that kind of, any of those feelings after your senior year and going into your first position. You are preaching to the (laughs) choir. (laughs) Let me tell you. So, I mean, it's hard because you're new. You don't know what to expect just because it's not like you have internships, right? And yeah, like I've had, I've had internships that were 40 hours a week, but they still aren't like, it's not exactly like a career. Like I didn't know what the time was or anything like that. Go on. Sorry. Well, I was going to say that. And like, I feel like they understand that you're going to mess up. Like they're like, okay, they're, they're there to learn. But I feel like the overwhelming part of like an actual job job is you're like, okay, I actually have to do the job and it be right. Like, (laughs) right. Like they're paying for me for it to be correct. (laughs) (laughs) exactly and then you could be they could be like um sorry this isn't working out you're fired we're in an internship it's like hey three months and you're gone so a little bit on the line there but honestly (laughs) I mean when you first start people are gonna understand and that's the biggest thing is that I've actually recently learned this I should say is that yeah when you first start you're out of college and you have this expertise and you're going to know things that, you know, people at that company or wherever you go might not be aware of, or they might, they may, they may be aware of it. And, but maybe you have like a better way of going about it. And the reason why I'm saying this is that don't be afraid to speak up. That was what I was afraid about. And more so of like the self-confidence thing, because I was afraid I was Mm -hmm. going to say something that wasn't going to make sense. People were going to look down upon me. And I didn't want to be like that. I don't, I don't want to be, oh, she's just that kid from college. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I'm out here. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make a mark of where I am, but mm-hmm. I had I to do that work. too. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'll shut down, especially around older people, even like professors and people around campus or people I work with. I just notice I get very like insecure and it's hard for me to talk to adults. Cause I'm like, you are a real adult. I'm a fake adult. How do you like, like, how do you do stuff and know things? And right. I guess it comes out of a place of respect, but it is so intimidating. Right. Right. And I do think, I think it is a place of respect, but one, one thing, I think one thing people need to learn to smile more. I don't know if it's just this world, but some people aren't always the most pleasant, but then you'll have people like your coworkers. Like I've been blessed that both of the positions I've been in, I've had a great team. So they were very welcoming, but not everybody like outside of my team was always welcoming. And I had to face some, not hardships, but you know, you get the, I had to face some challenges along the way. I just want people to know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if you think it's silly, don't don't be afraid to ask questions. Just be like, Hey, I don't know this. And I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Or maybe, and then don't be afraid to throw out ideas because that's what I was afraid of doing right out of college. And like I said, you were saying, well, there's older people and I want to respect them and you can still respect them, but say, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Cause they might not Mm -hmm. know they've been out of college. Some people like 50 plus years. Well, I don't know about 50 plus years, but you know what I mean? (laughs) 
Like they've been out of college for so long. You might not, they might know, not know about different technology or way of explaining things. So don't be afraid to do that. Um, going into challenging people. I mean, I always think the one thing I, I do want to say is that you always want to, these challenging people that I faced, it wasn't more so because of me. It was because of like different way of thinking. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that, I think communication in general is just the <laughs> biggest things that cause problems. Like if we don't have communication and we don't have an understanding with each other, there's going to be conflict. So if you just sit down and you talk it through and say, okay, I'm not understanding you exactly. Could you explain it a little bit more to where I do have a better understanding and then listen and then talk, like say how you're feeling or maybe like going about it. If it's something that escalates or anything, obviously go to HR. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, well, I, don't I wanna... feel like that communication thing too is like a major thing so that things don't escalate. Cause I feel like a lot of emotions, if you just kind of let them sit and you kind of build up resentment for a person, even though it's like, they're not a bad person. Maybe you just have different ways of going about things and you're just resenting them for no reason. So it's better to just put it all out there. Right. Like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, it just remember, it reminds me of when actually when I was at Franklin advertising, Odoon was a uh, Franklin advertising or an, an officer on the Franklin advertising club. We butted heads a little bit at the beginning, but that was just because we had a different way of operating. And like mm-hmm. a year later, after like talking and understanding each other more, we were like, oh, wait, this makes this makes more sense <laughs> of like why we were butting heads. And I actually have to thank her, give her a shout out because she's like given me the confidence to like take initiatives with things. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Odoon. <laughs> I don't know if she'll listen to this, but shout out to Odoon. <laughs> The last thing I wanted to ask was just like, do you have any advice for current ad seniors who are looking for jobs or are stressed out because they don't have a plan or don't know exactly what to do? Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I know. There's, there's a lot of different things. I'll say I have secured all of my, well, well, first chill out. It's okay. (laughs) If you don't have a job right after graduation, you're fine just as long as you keep looking for a job or you take on other opportunities, you're golden. Like you'll, you'll be, you'll be solid. Just keep, make yourself happy. Don't, don't, don't stress out. But the second thing, and I almost say this for everyone, like starting in college throughout network. I know you probably hear this all the time, but network, (laughs) network, network, network. It is one of the, I have secured um, all of my internships and all of my jobs, even MTD and Cleveland Clinic, because I knew someone and mm-hmm. it, everything is a networking opportunity, even if it's just someone that you know, and you're talking to them and it doesn't have to be so like in a box, like it could be just someone, your neighbor, like, Hey, yeah, they, they work at this company and I'm really interested. Let me tell me more about this company. If they see that interest, they may, you know, Hey, this job opened up. I thought I would send it to you since you sounded interested, you know, that networking is huge and it doesn't need to be this, Oh, I have to go to 
job opening or work fair or whatever it's called in order network networking is everywhere and it's just making a positive impact with people and always make a positive impact with people don't try to like don't be negative or leave mm-hmm. a bad impression on people because they'll remember that and if that might be your boss and I know that sounds so cliche because that's <laughs> something on every like job fair website but yeah it does it does make an impact with people and people remember mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an important point to make about networking. I think with COVID and everything being so hectic, I mean, half of my degree was spent online and I feel like I really missed out on that big portion of networking. So my senior year, especially, I'm trying to do the whole LinkedIn thing. I'm trying to talk to more people and do things I maybe wouldn't have before. Uh, So I think that's really good advice for everyone to hear. Kimmy, I do have to say that I really love the cover of this podcast. It feels connected to Kent State, to MDJ, and shows the namesake sphere that reminds us all of Franklin Hall. I love it too, and it was designed right here in Franklin Hall at IdeaBase, our student-powered design agency. IdeaBase works with real clients in Kent and beyond to design, discover, and refine campaigns and projects like graphic design, brand identity, content strategy, and more. IdeaBase also houses a user experience testing lab, which gives clients the ability to test their products with our research equipment, eye tracking, remote usability, focus groups, and even virtual reality tools. So IdeaBase has so many fun opportunities for students to work and for clients to get quality work. You can learn more at ideabasekent.com. And of course, you can always find the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to get all of the episodes and we'll be back soon with some more great MDJ content. All right. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Around the Sphere. Please send us your thoughts, comments, and feedback at mdjpodcast at kent.edu. Music for this podcast was written and produced by Assistant Professor Scott Holgren. This episode was produced by Nicholas Underwood, Digital Media Production Major, and our Podcast Project Manager is Kimmy Daniels, Public Relations Major. This podcast was advised by MDJ Director Emily Metzger. Special thanks to all the students, faculty, and staff who made this episode possible, and a very special thanks to you for listening. We'll see and hear you around the sphere. Thank you.